Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. Edwin, can you believe it? It's our first hump day of 2024. 2024. I almost, I not almost, I did put 23 on our equipment. I had to go back and fix that. Um, I'm not be, writing a check today, so I don't have to worry about that. Could, but. People, could be some people are still on a little bit of holiday break. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we don't <laughs> want to have hump day if you're on, on the break yet. You don't even want to think about nah, it. It's coming to a close. Coming to a close. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, first week of the year, exciting. We're in John chapter 17. I wonder, I wonder if you got if you got any new socks to talk about. Actually, I, I don't today. I feel okay. bad about right. that. Today, I'm just wearing my... My white socks. Do you? You brought it up. Do you well, have any? I have was, throw, was that a throwback. Lead-in? Throwback Pac-Man socks what? today. Yeah, yeah. I own some. I own some Pac-Man socks. Gen X, huh? I own some Pac-Man. Well, right now, I'm not sure if I actually own Pac-Man socks. I I own a Pac-Man sock. I saw it recently <laughs> sitting on the dryer where we put the socks with missing partners. I gotta tell you, I was this just a little pet peeve of mine. Little slice of life at the Roberts house. But there was a load of laundry that came through the other day, and here's four socks. They're special to me. Not a single one has a partner. <laughs> I know it. And I am completely, completely mystified. <laughs> How, you know, sometimes you lose one. Where have four socks gone? That's this is insane. Nuts. It's insane. All right, that's enough of that. John 17, I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. When This is the English Standard Version. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you, for I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I come from you, and they have believed that you sent me. In this reading today, in this part of the prayer, there's a tremendous emphasis upon the word of God that yes. Jesus again is. And, and he said this a few times in our readings of John so far, God gave him the word. Yeah. He was not one who went and spoke on his own authority or acted out in his own authority. And I, I guess part of this has to do with being fully God and fully man, but he places himself under the authority of the revelation, the word of God. And well, he differentiates himself from, let's say, uh, you know, other people who would start a religion here or there by saying, hey, you can't trust Scripture or Scripture has been polluted in some way or Scripture is broken. Just do what I say. Just do what I say is good enough. And that was never Jesus' approach. In fact, it was just the opposite. He said Scripture, scripture can't cannot be broken. Be broken. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the recognition, okay, we've been going through a process. We're talking about honoring God. That's what a disciple does. Here we, at, at the Livingston Congregation, we talk about a disciple who honors God, who learns from God, who loves like God, who leads others to God, 
all while abiding in God's word. And here in John 17, we can really dig into this notion of honoring God, becoming like Jesus in honoring God, because that, of course, is what discipleship is. Discipleship Mm -hmm. is becoming like the master, becoming like the teacher. And here in John 17, Jesus throws the gauntlet down that he is about glorifying and honoring God. We recognized on Monday that that begins in worship. Mm -hmm. I I worship God. I'm going to worship God with the saints corporately, communally. I'm going to worship God with my family. I'm going to worship God individually. I'm going to worship God because a disciple is someone who honors God. And especially in that we highlighted prayer itself. And specifically we see here prayer as worship. But I'm going to get up from worship. I'm going to get mm-hmm. up off my knees. And what do I do next? Well, I take the the worship has changed me to go and honor God by doing the work God has assigned, mm-hmm. which then leads me to ask the question, how do I know what work God has assigned? And that leads us to what you've just brought up over the past few moments. Yeah. The word of God. Mm -hmm. He has given us the word. How did Jesus know what was assigned? God taught him. God showed him. He was able to look at the implications of what God had said and draw logical conclusions. We've actually said all those things as we've gone through John. We've seen Jesus do it just like that throughout John. But here very specifically in John chapter 17, he talks about giving the words to the apostles and they Mm -hmm. know that that word came from God. All of this is about getting into the Word, knowing the Word, doing what the Word has revealed and said. I think one of the beautiful things that I read is in verse 6, when Jesus prays about his disciples, they were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your Word. Mm -hmm. What better thing could be said about a believer, about a disciple, about a Christian, than that they kept the Word of God? I mean, that's what it's all about. And that's based on verse 8. I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you. In other words, this is, again, one of those places where Jesus says, I didn't give them my words. I didn't come and give them just anything I pleased. Father, I surrendered to you. I did what was pleasing to you. I took your words and I pass those words on to these disciples. You know, as you highlight that, and in the one passage it says they kept them, and the other it says they received them. Maybe a good connection we ought to make is if we're going to receive the word of God, what does that mean? It, <laughs> it means that it. we keep it. Yeah. It means that we obey it. It is not just intellectual information. It is not just a download of content that came from God. Yeah. And and nor is it limited to a mental assent to that content. But in keeping it, there is an action. There is an obedient response to that word. And we're kidding ourselves to say, well, I receive the Lord or I receive his word if we're not changed by it, if we don't live in light of it and obey that word. Here we are on the final night as Jesus is about to be betrayed. We're moving to the end of Jesus' life. As we've noticed over and over again in John, it's like there's this 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 stretching out. So in the first part of John, we're looking at three years of ministry in just a few chapters, and then we end up kind of in this last week in just a few chapters, and now we're on this last night in a few chapters. Right as it it drills down deeper and deeper and stretches out the time here we're in this prayer now and it's this it's this it's this amazing prayer but this is not the first time he's actually talked about this prayer is encompassing the ministry that they've had and if we go back to John chapter 8 in John chapter 8 in the middle of this book that John has written we find Jesus in John 8:31 saying to the Jews who had believed him this is John 8:31 if you abide in my word You are truly my disciples, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
And so, of course, as we talk about discipleship, we, we even have a, a separate distinct part where we remember that it's about abiding, abiding. in the word. Yeah. But if I'm going to honor God and, and w- w- the way we've set that up on our visual, which, of course, I can't show right now because, well, we're, we're not going to do video. We don't have the video yet. <laughs> not going to have video. But we have our circle. You just honor, don't want to shave. Honor, that's the truth. Honors God, learns from God, loves like God, leads others to God. And surrounding all of that is the notion of abiding in God's word, which means if I'm going to honor God, I do it the way his word says to honor him. If I'm going to learn from God, I learn from his word. If I'm going to love like God, I love the way his word defines love and Mm -hmm. shows how he loves. And if I'm going to lead others to God, I'm going to do that through the word, with the word, by the word. So it it doesn't surprise us then that anytime we talk about all these, we're going to get back to John 8, 31, abide in the word. Well, what a beautiful concept about abide, because in John 15, in this last Last Supper discourse, we were abiding in the vine. Yes. And we talked about how important it was just to cling to Christ and to hang on to Christ. And how is it that we will abide in Christ? By abiding in his word. And when we do that, he will bear fruit in us. Yeah. And so the world will know that we are his disciples and God will be glorified. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. Mm-hmm. That's that's the abiding in Jesus Christ. I'm not abiding in Jesus Christ if I don't have his words in me, if his words aren't governing me, if they're not leading me. Back to John 8, 31 and 32, I love this principle because what he does is he equates God's word with truth. Yes. So it's when am I as a disciple? When I'm doing what he says, when I'm abiding in his word, not just when I'm going to church. Can we point that out? Mm. Not just when I'm going to church, not just when I say Jesus' name around some things, not when I tack on the phrase in Jesus' name to anything I want to do. Mm-hmm. I am his disciple when I am abiding in his word. And the second thing we see from that is that for the disciple, the number one piece of evidence for what is truth is the word of Jesus Christ. I know what is truth, not because I like it, mm-hmm. not because the community agrees with it, not because uh, the majority of people are okay with it. I know what is truth because God's word declares it to be true. Well, and that is a powerful profession, and maybe that's why uh, sometimes we feel out of place in the world or the world misunderstands us. Because we do believe that the Bible is true. God's word is truth. And there's no compromise in that. Paul told Timothy, as for you, this is 2 Timothy 3, verse 14. As for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm -hmm. I know that for Timothy, scripture at that time was in the main, what we call the Old Testament. Sure. Uh, New Testament scripture was being written. In Mm -hmm. fact, this letter that Timothy was reading was New Testament scripture. And and Paul is including all of New Testament scripture. Once we have all scripture, it's what came from God. It's profitable to teach us. Mm -hmm. That means it will inform us. It will give us the facts. It will answer the questions of who, what, when, where, why. It'll, It'll give us all that information. And we, as we're reading the word, we need to be asking those questions, but it'll also reprove us. That is, it'll point out where we're falling short. Mm -hmm. It'll say that right there, that's not good. That's not good. But then it'll correct. Mm -hmm. So it it lets us know, here's how to, so it's toppled over. Here's Here's how to set it right. Mm -hmm. But I also love this. 
training in righteousness, that the disciplines we need, the habits that we need, the the the, the things that we need to go through on a daily and weekly and monthly and yeah. yearly basis to be pursuing the righteousness of God. Where do we find all of that? The Word of God. It mm-hmm. is sufficient. Mm-hmm. We don't need the traditions of the church. We don't need the 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 nice feeling in my heart. I mean, look, I hope that what the church has done over the years is what's in the Word. That's fantastic. I hope that what's you know, my conscience and my heart has been trained so that it can confirm and affirm and go along with. But what I need is God's word. Mm-hmm. I need to be in God's word and I need to train me and my family and my congregation with God's word so that we keep it. Such a value, the word of God, the truth. It's one of the driving values why we're trying to bring text talk to you and the wonderful people at the Livingston Congregation make it uh, available. And, uh, and we're so thankful for that. We're glad that you joined us today for Text Talk. want to invite you to give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Jump over to the discussion at the Facebook page. Uh, we are encouraged by the Word of God together. Let's have a word of prayer. Oh, great God and Father, we thank you for the day that you have given us and for this time that we have this week to be in your Word, and particularly in John 17, and to consider, discuss, and meditate upon this prayer of our Lord so many things that um, he was mindful about on this night of his betrayal, but he was especially mindful of glorifying you and his disciples, his people. Uh, He prays for them all and prays for us all, and we are moved by that. Father, we pray that me might have a proper value upon the truth, your word, and Father, that we would be humble before it, to be taught, to be reproved, to be corrected, to be trained in righteousness, and to trust that All the equipping we need for everything that pleases you is found there. Lord, we pray that you might bless us and keep us to that end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne.